Hello and welcome to whoever is listening to this, I'm not going to call it a podcast, verbal expression of my inner world um, and just some thoughts. I think part of why I don't want to call it a podcast is because that feels super intimidating to me and I am looking for ways to reflect and release um, the heaviness of our world and what it means to be human. And instead of pontificating on things on a global scale, I thought it would just be helpful to share my inner workings in the hopes of expanding other people and opening myself up to others. And I was also not gonna put myself on video and here I am on video having a dialogue with myself that you know, part of that is a fear of being seen fully and completely. Um, not liking certain parts of myself or being overly fixated on the way I look. I release those um, ideas and this is all part of the healing process. Um, I've been thinking about recording for some time and starting something and, you know, don't let perfection get in the way of good or get in the way of excellence. And I'm sure this is going to be far from excellent because it's my first time. And we know that we have to keep trying again and again, but this is me putting one foot in front of the other and getting my voice out into the world in hopefully an expansive and inspiring way. Um, so if you know me, you know that I like to pick cards for inspiration and also just as part of a guidance process. Um, obviously, I believe in free will, or maybe that's not obvious, but I believe in free will and that we are the creators of our world. But sometimes it's nice to receive messages um, and creative bursts of inspiration. So the ones that I picked today were, now is the time to integrate all that I've gathered and surrender and release. And I'll start with the integration piece. Um, anyone who knows me also knows that I love to learn and I've always been a very good student. And while that's great, I believe that this has somehow impeded my ability to put one foot in front of the other um, in the real world. You know, after I had three jobs um, that weren't meant for me and my soul and what I'm here to do on this planet. And so a natural reaction for me is to go back to school and keep learning. And whether that is a form of higher education, I got my master's in contemporary art or a yoga training um, or a meditation training, I love to learn. And now I'm currently enrolled in a coaching program, which if I'm being honest with myself, I don't necessarily need um, because the best coaching comes from life as opposed to slides. Um, but I love this card. Now is the time to integrate all that I've gathered because so often it's so easy to just keep being a student and keep being and keep going in the mode of the receiver. But for whatever reason, it can be hard to take action steps to be the own creator and arbiter and um, giver of our destinies. 
so that's really my intention here. I took that as a message to, you know, I have other creative projects. I have a newsletter. Um, I was going to write in my Substack about being a year sober, um, but something felt really important today to use my voice. I talked to my friend in Korea who said she just got over a throat, um, like a throat sickness, and that's from years or generations of not speaking up. Um, so, and this, yeah, I could talk about this forever, so I'm going to cut it there. But consider, consider me um, taking those action steps to use my voice and speak up in a way that brings, hopefully, more light into the world. Um, and the second card I picked is surrender and release. This is really beautiful, this affirmation. That thing you are holding on to so tightly with an iron grip fist, let it go. Breathe it in, gathering the dust up from every corner of your body until you no longer feel it lurking deep within the depths of your soul. Pause at the top of your breath and release it on a long exhale. A steady breath out. Pause again and ask, can you surrender to the final outcome? Can you surrender to how things come back to you? Can you surrender to the knowing? They may not. Surrender to all possibilities, accepting that what's in store is greater than anything you could ever imagine. Surrender, dear one, and watch how you rise. So a couple days ago, I wrote in my WhatsApp group about the double Scorpio sky, Scorpio moon and Scorpio sun. And I'm a Scorpio stellium, so for those who aren't astrology geeks, that means you have at least three or more placements of planets in a particular sign. Um, and basically, that just means I'm very Scorpionic, despite being a Sagittarius in Western astrology and a, and a Capricorn in Kabbalistic astrology. But anyway, I digress. I'm very in touch with Scorpio energy, and it's all about transformation, darkness into light, a phoenix from the ashes, a butterfly from its cocoon, metamorphosis. And um, so often we look at the butterfly or we want the transfer, the end goal of the transformation to just be here now. Um, I think that's part of all the work that I've done, you know, jumping from training to training, learning to learning. We're all searching for something, you know, um, at least I am. And Really, for me, it's been running away from pain, not in an escapist way, but in a seeking way. I, today, someone put on me that I was running away, and maybe I am, but what if it's not running away, um, all of these experiences, whether it's a retreat or a training or whatever it is, what if it's running towards and you're getting closer and closer to yourself? as you run towards something. Um, sure, these things can be dopamine hits, as any new or novel activity is, but by mixing things up, we're also forced out of our comfort zone and put truly in the right environment with truly conscious people who are also on the same playing field. Um, they can be really transformative, and that's what this sky is all about and this time is all about, you know, there's a lot of um, darkness out there, especially now we're seeing it. But I always use the acne analogy. Sometimes for the acne to heal, it all needs to come to the surface 
in order to abate completely. And it's kind of like if you also look at a pond or a lake or something and it's really smooth, it looks really clear and smooth. And then you start seeing rustle, uh, ripples in it. And then you start seeing all of the dirt and the muck rising to the top. Um, it's kind of, it's how things get cleaned. They need to bubble up to the surface in order to be washed away forever. Um, so a lot for me, I'm sure many of you, but I'll speak from my experience. Won't speak for anyone else. I had a yoga teacher over the summer who was like, I don't know when we started saying we, you can only speak for you. It's true. So I've had a lot of darknesses, uh, rise in the past year. Um, a lot. Uh, and I'm very, as difficult as they are, and as much as I've wish them away many times. I know that this process is everything having to do with me meeting myself, me truly looking in the mirror and saying, this is an impediment to you meeting yourself, who you really are. Let's look at it. Let's breathe in the pain. You know, I read in Things Fall Apart, that very famous book, um, there's this practice called Tonglin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But, you know, usually we say breathing good energy and like breathe out the negative energy. But this actually had the opposite. It was saying breathe in the pain and breathe out joy. So you give joy to others and you bring, breathe in your pain, but also the pain of other people who are going something through something similar with you. And then you breathe out joy so it gets spread to them. And I thought that was really poignant. Um... I'm going through a lot of things. I'm going through my fourth breakup. Um, so it's really time to look in the, this is why I'm really looking in the mirror instead of hopping to the next one or continuing to date as a distraction. You know, I've really intentionally taken the time to just look in the mirror um, where I was living in Tel Aviv and there's a war now. So I'm back with my parents and I'm so grateful that I have a place to come home to. And despite all of these disturbances or turbulences, I actually think this is a part of my divine plan because it's so easy to go for me, to move, to bop, to travel. I'm a Sagittarius after all. But the hardest thing for me to do is just sit still. Um, and stillness is a practice that I've been cultivating ever since this summer during my meditation training, I weaned off caffeine. I now only drink tea, green tea, uh, replacing cacao or replacing coffee with cacao, really prioritizing my sleep, having really vivid dreams. This time is just so important to go inside um, and rest, replenish, nourish, be honest with ourselves. And it's also time to in the capacity that I can to share what I've learned with other people. And I'm not proclaiming to be a guru, guru or a master or anything. I'm just literally a girl going through her Saturn return, going to be 29 in a couple weeks, reflecting on my toxic patterns and what needs to change, um, what my goals are, you know, like really it comes down to, I'm still figuring out exactly what that means, but it comes down to being seen 
without judgment, even though there's judgment everywhere, but without self-judgment um, for who I really am and I'm supposed to be. I look at this as the ultimate return to myself. That's the metamorphosis. You know, all the spiritual people I read about say we're all divine. We all have God in us and we just forget. You know, we forget that we're perfect already as we are and our whole lives are spent chasing perfection, chasing a bigger salary, a partner, whatever it is, a PhD, whatever it is that we think will make us worthy or divine. We forget that we just are as is. I remember over the summer, I um, it was ironic because being a student for so long, I met someone who didn't even go to uni. And he was one of the most enlightened, intelligent, inspiring, in-touch people I've ever met. If you're listening to this, Dan, hi. Um, really inspiring person. He wrote songs. He didn't discover his true like purpose and passion until he was 36 or 37 and started being super creative, like writing songs. It's safe to be me, um, escape and arrive. And really the, the message is all the same. It's about cutting through the matrix and the shoulds and this system that we're in that somehow tells us that we need to work for love or we need to kill ourselves to be happy for a reward down the line rather than just being and just accepting and just relishing the present moment, knowing that we are alive, perfect, and here. And that's really all the words I'm going to share for my first day. I guess there's one other thing that I read about this morning. I picked... And another card. Earth. This is the Elisa Kelly deck. There are no coincidences. I truly believe that. It's maybe another topic. Um, but that everything and every person and every experience in our life happens for a reason with a story to tell us. And things happen for us, not to us. We aren't victims. We chose, we chose this life. Um, and I just want to read a little bit. I love how it even started how it starts in alchemical traditions. Alchemy is the process of turning lead into gold or grief into gold or a phoenix rising from the ashes, something that, you know, isn't so pretty into something shiny and beautiful. And if we think of, I say this a lot, metamorphoses and a butterfly, we forget that it's in its cocoon stewing in its own vomit and shit. Um, before it spreads its wings. So we forget that darkness. Okay, I'm going to read this. I think it's really beautiful. In alchemical traditions, earth is one of the four primary elements representing all terrestrial landbound matter. Earth speaks to nature, especially the organic flora and fauna of this planet's diverse landscapes. It's the pine trees. It's the vineyards. It's the twisting, coiling ivy that snakes up an old lamppost. But of course, these identifiable expressions of earth exist above ground. Earth also exists below, within the soil and roots and mycelium. While leaves stretch towards the sun, tendrils expand beneath the surface, 
seeking subterranean nutrients and anchoring vegetation through sturdy engineering. Indeed, Earth is also represented in the form of inorganic structures, including material things, architectural structures, and currency. Earth manifests through the concept of having, which unregulated can also manifest as hoarding. Earth reminds us, within nature, nothing is ever really owned. It's only ever borrowed and repurposed. There's no distinction between the sprouting bud and the rotting leaf. All matter coexists harmoniously. Indeed, Earth represents stability, structure, and security within practical, physical reality. So I'll end there. Just a little bit over 15 minutes. I can't believe I talked that long. <laughs> Actually, I can. <laughs> Wrote my Common App essay about being loquacious, but I'm really intentionally trying to slow it down uh, and listen more. Um, but before I have guests on or expand this out, I'm piloting this and seeing how it goes. So if this even makes it out to the world, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, what your process of metamorphosis looks like, what your process of surrender looks like. Surrender is one of the hardest things to do. Um, and yeah, thank you. I love you.